Welcome to Res Talk, your source for the latest news, opinions, and training from top building performance, rating, and auditing experts. Here's your host, committed building science enthusiast and registered professional engineer, Bill Spohn. Welcome back to another episode of the Res Talk podcast. This is episode 42. It's the goal of the podcast to communicate late breaking news and thoughtful insights into the topics in this rapidly expanding world of residential energy ratings to all the stakeholders in the ResNet ecosystem. To the ResNet community, this is set up so we can hear you and engage. This is the podcast is a new way, and it's actually 42 episodes in, isn't really new, but it's one of the newer ways ResNet is communicating with all stakeholders. I'm your host, Bill Spohn, and I've worked in the HVACR and building performance markets for 30 years and been interfacing with the team at ResNet for nearly that whole time. If you like it, what you've heard today after listening and you've not yet subscribed, please consider doing so by typing ResTalk, R-E-S-T-A-L-K, into the search bar in your favorite podcast app. That way, you'll get all the episodes as soon as they launch. To move ahead, people, organizations, communities all need priorities to focus their attention and direct their energies. Otherwise, things can sometimes feel purposeless. ResNet has sharpened its focus on three topics for 2020. In this episode, Steve Baden shares with us the ambitious priorities that will lead towards the goals Resident has set for 2020. Steve gives us background and context for the initiatives, which include Energy Code Compliance, where Steve explains why it follows that HERS raters are recognized by cold officials as the go-to option for code verification. He'll also talk about the HERS H2O Water Efficiency Rating System and the grading of the efficiency of installation for HVAC systems. HVAC systems in home, something that's been missing from the scheme for so long. Now, these plans are going to be announced at the general session of the conference and covered in detail at various breakout sessions. And this conference is going to be February 24th through 26, 2020 in Scottsdale, Arizona. That's the ResNet Conference. If you want to learn more about the conference or sign up for it, which is a great idea, go to resnet.us forward slash conference forward slash Scottsdale 2020. Okay, let's listen in and see what Steve has to say about the 2020 priorities for ResNet. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Great. So as we move into the new year, 2020, it's a new decade, in fact, there's some ambitious priorities. I understand the ResNet board, which has really taken an active role in shaping the way ResNet works. So Can you just give me an overview, describe some of these goals that have been set for 2020? Yes, these overarching goals will then define which priorities will define which goals we're going to do. But the goals that the board has adopted is that the ResNet and the HERS raters are recognized as the gold standard for the measuring and labeling of home energy performance. The second is to maintain and enhance the credibility of HERS scores through a comprehensive performance-based quality assurance oversight process. As all industries are, our goal also is to grow business develop opportunities for HERS raters, increasing the demand for HERS ratings. And then after many years of work, actually launching the HERS H2O water efficiency rating program. That's a pretty awesome list of one, two, taking some notes here, two, three, four, five different goals for the organization. So what kind of initiatives is ResNet planning on for 2020 in order to get these goals rolling to put them into place? The centerpiece of this is what we call the ResNet 2020 initiative. There are a number of components. The first is first component, which I think is the most exciting and most important, is moving HERS raters into actually doing energy code compliance. 
And our purpose for this is having HERS raters recognized by code officials as the go-to option for code verification. And we're not just talking here the energy rating index option of the IECC, International Energy Conservation Code, but the other two element options, which are the performance-based and the prescriptive-based. The elements of this is the first one is a new International Code Council, or ICC, uh, HERS slash IECC compliance specialist. We had an earlier session on the podcast with Mark Johnson, Senior Vice President of ICC, on this. And that process has now been launched. The second one is development of a uniform ICC compliance reports for the performance and prescriptive options for the IECC. This would be a uniform compliance report and certificate that's produced by her software programs that raters could do. And this would provide a consistent looking report that code officials can be confident what's behind it. The other component of this, which I'm really excited about, is an online 24-7 portal for code officials on compliance information on the home. So if they had any questions about whether a rater did complete the home or what was the actual rating reports, the code official would have a entree into our ResNet registry where they could type in the address and it would provide the backup for the certificates that were given by the code official to the builder. So they could check all those details out themselves without having to wait and interact and email and that kind of thing. Exactly. And also not worrying about your files and keeping them up. You can just get your certificate, putting in the building file. But if there's a question later or you need to look up more about that, you can enter into the portal and look that up directly from the registry. And that also solves problems in the past where confusion was whether this actually was done by a raider or was this the actual report. And to date, there's been a number of reports that are issued by the various software, which are not consistent, creates some confusion among code officials and having a uniform system by which has the transparency by which they can look it up uh, solves that. And then most important is a joint International Code Council ResNet Code Official Education Program. You can have all kinds of tools, but if no one uses them, it doesn't do much better. So we are going to put resources in in 2020 and work with the ICC into educating code officials what the tools they have on their side and why raters could be the safest and most dependable version. You mentioned the joint interview or podcast with Mark Johnson with ICC. I just made note of that episode 35 for any listeners who want to jump back to that point and listen to Mark himself and Steve discuss this compliance specialist, this joint compliance specialist. So this is going to take some time to evolve. So is there a calendar set for this too? Yes, there is. We are planning to announce this at the ResNet 2020 conference, which will be taking place in February. Our keynote speaker for the conference is the executive officer of the ICC, Dominic Sims, and he will be announcing the launching of this initiative. And then there will be a number of breakout sessions going into the specifics of it at the conference. Very good. Another reason you should attend our conference in February. Again, I just keep on racking up here. So this is very interesting, but why should code officials even consider HERS raters? What do they bring to the table? Well, they think they bring a number of things to the table that will actually make a code official's life much better. First of all, with this new certification, it is now person can be identified as certified both by ICC and by ResNet. And this does two things. One, it shows that the rater's been trained and certified by the ICC to understand the requirements of the International Energy Conservation Code, 
but also through the HERS Raider training and certification, they have a full grasp on uh, building performance and able to do performance-based testing of a home, including blower door test, duct test, insulation test. So it brings that to the table. Also, code officials can be more confident about the code compliance by a HERS Raider because they're guided by the ResNet standards that are seen as the gold standard of the industry for the inspection, testing, and labeling of a home's energy performance. Another important element to a code official is the work is overseen through ResNet's stringent quality assurance process. And I must say that there is no other code option of verification that has this quality assurance backed up. Normally, there is a person does the report, turns it in, and that's that. But this time, we have took our quality assurance into the process, and code officials then can be comfortable that there is a third-party overview of the work that's being done by the providers. And if there's a problem, we have a complaint resolution process to deal with it. The other one is the simple fact that this is not untried. HERS Raiders have inspected and tested and rating over 2.6 million homes across the country. And then again, through the code official portal that we described, the verification is transparent to a code official and they can find the details of that. So I think all these combined makes it very simple and provides the code official confidence that these homes are done. And then also the ability to check the work out to see for themselves. And if the listeners aren't familiar with the QA process, which I think is sort of one of the cornerstones you're talking about there, as well as the standards that are printed, but the QA process, uh, we did episode 39 with the QA team. We did an update recently with that. So if you want to jump back to that, listeners, and hear a little bit more about the detail of the QA process, you can hear it right out of the mouth of the team, the A team that manages that. That's right. You'd mentioned there briefly the uh, HERS H2O water efficiency rating system. Tell us how that sort of dovetails into this whole process. Well, it does tell because it just creates another factor by which a builder can show how sustainable their homes are. In most areas of the country, the price of water is increasing much faster than the cost of energy. Water departments are strapped because of the infrastructure is aging. And frankly, you can't invent water. We see periodic shortages across the country, all the way from Georgia to California. And the price is high. So it just makes sense that you can dovetail a water efficiency rating the same time that you're doing a HERS rating. So through this, the HERS H2O efficiency rating is, if you will, the sister of the HERS rating. A rater will go in and measure and inspect the water features of the home, including mapping out where the irrigation process is and entering to the same software that will do calculations that come up with a score of efficiency. Like the HERS index, the water efficiency rating is reference home, which is 100. And it's based upon water features that were established that were being used in 2006 in a similar way that the HERS index uses the IECC version, the 2006 version of the IECC. And then it's entered into the computer and it comes out a score. And like the HERS index, the lower the score, the better. And for every percent that you reduce your water consumption over the reference home, you get a lower score. And it also comes in projected energy use and energy water savings over the reference home. This has been a number of years in development, and we just for the past two years have done a pilot project with several production builders. And now we're ready to roll with it. And that's going to be another event that's going to be launched at the ResNet conference. And there's a several sessions at the conference on this and how a rater can be involved in the process. And Bill, my understanding is that our water 
program manager Ryan Myers have had a broad podcast on this too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to look at, here it goes. This was oh, it was actually a joint episode we did with ResNet and ICC, but it's also published in the Res Talk. It's Ryan and Dave Walls talk about water efficiency, water standards, and conservation. So there was a joint episode on there. So that's another excitement. That's a priority. We've been working on this on a number of years. We had a working committee composed of water experts, EPA's Water Sense Program Manager, the water advocate for the Natural Resource Defense Council. It's taken us years to get to this process. And again, we have piloted now in a number of states, and it's ready to go. And I think that this does several things. It will help a consumer who is sustainable, conscious, to get more information on the sustainability of the home they're investing in. But also what I think is just as important is it allows the builder to be able to monetize its water efficiency the same way they've done nationally with the HERS index. And it just gives another tool and another yardstick that a consumer can use when selecting a home. And then it allows then for the third party's uh, review and inspection, ability to market the water efficiency features. And until this standard has been developed, it's been largely you had widgets, if you will. You would have to have socialized on the toilets, showers, fixtures, irrigation fixtures. But what this does, is, as the HERS rating does, is the whole house performance, water performance of the home. Ties it all together. Speaking of water, there's another important set of systems in the home. It's the HVAC system, which has always sort of been this difficult topic to tackle. There's some efforts going on with grading of the efficiency of installed HVAC systems. Can you tell us more about that? That is correct. And as you pointed out, this has been a serious problem for a number of years. We all know that, unfortunately, contractors do not install the HVAC system to its maximum capacity, nor do they actually design it to meet the specific loads of a home. And as homes become more and more efficient and are getting HERS rated, the old standard rule of the tonnage versus square foot is no longer available and inappropriate. And frankly, ResNet, since its beginning, has followed this because we relied upon nameplate values, whether it was inspected or that's actually performing the way it was manufactured. And so our effort on this is to create a rating system as currently is used for the grading of insulation for the grading of the HVAC system. I have to give credit to the state of California who's been doing this for a number of years. They do provide credit for the commissioning of HVAC systems and HERS raters in California do this inspection. And it's become very important because builders now, besides putting in a system with nameplate efficiency, can get a credit for the commissioning of it that it actually operates at the peaks that it was designed and manufactured to. And this will allow builders then to get credit to going back and making sure that the system was provided. This is also another quality assurance tool for builders because they're paying a price for an HVAC system that is nameplated to do a certain efficiency. If it's not installed properly, they're not getting the money that they did. So this creates to me two things, an incentive for builders to ensure that their system was installed right, but two, also to be able to have uh, hold contractors accountable for the work. And by doing that, to get credit on the HERS index score. And uh, I think that this is exciting. We've been working on this by a working group for now for several years. The working group was composed of a collection of HERS raters, building science professionals, the EP Energy Star Home Program, and the National Renewable Energy Research Lab. 
And it's exciting then that we are getting to the process we are at. And again, this is another thing that we're planning to announce and have sessions at the ResNet conference in February. Excellent. And we did also have podcasts on that. So any of the listeners want to delve in deeper, that's episode 20, where we spoke with, it was Wes Davis and Dean Gamble of ACA. Yes. And they were heading the efforts to create the uh, standard. What's interesting, when you look at the podcasts in the past that we've done on this, and it sounds like almost every topic has been a podcast address, we're now to going from it as a concept and development phase to actually the launching of it and having situations where raiders can take advantage of these tools and have their builders actually be able to get credit for producing better, higher-performance homes. That's got to be so satisfying for you and the staff to be able to put together something that acts on the board's directives and then fulfill it. And these things take time, but you are developing them over time, so kudos to doing that. And I have to say, sometimes it's frustrating going through a consensus process through standards, but more I reflect on it, Sometimes, while it slows things down more, it's a good process. One, it's thoroughly vetted by going through public hearings and review and people getting a chance to look at it and put their pitch and find what weaknesses there are. Having these pilot programs has been instructive because it's better to discover on a small scale what things don't work, what things to work, and what improvements to make. And so while people think we've been really slow, I think the process itself in the long term will make for a better standard that the industry can be confident in. Yeah, there's so much weight placed upon the uses of these standards that you got to take a lot of responsibility in doing that. So that does have to go through consensus to make it as good as it can be for the time. That is true. And again, since our standards are on a continuing basis, at one time when we found out that maybe the, what our thought was a good idea didn't turn out to be the most effective way of doing about it, we can make these changes in a fairly simple fashion and do not have to wait two to five years for the next cycle to make the changes. Right. The process. So again, you talked about these efforts and the availability and the launch date is going to be when you're going to take, bring this out to the public. I mean, we're talking about it now in the podcast, but it's coming out to the public in a big sense. When is that? The biggest announcement where all these pieces all come together is late February with the ResNet conference. There will be, as I mentioned before, the general session will include the CEO of the International Code Council describing the collaboration and the events that are taking and what the exciting opportunities provides to HERS raiders and gold officials alike. And then there's going to be a number of breakout sessions focusing on each of these initiatives, telling them what they are, how they work, and how people can get involved and take advantage of these opportunities. And for any of those who are interested in what those sessions will be, it's really easy to navigate website, resnet.us slash conference. And I think it's conference Scottsdale-2020, which is the location of the conference. You can learn about the breakout sessions there. You can search by the author, by the topic, by the day, and see what all is going on and kind of weave your own schedule to attend this and to learn more about all these initiatives and how you can help bring these about. So this is a great overview. I think there's a lot of tie-ins, like you said, with previous discussions on the podcast, which has really been tracking now for, we're going on two years of sort of tracking the activities with the pulse on, on things at ResNet. And I'm very flattered and honored to be helping the organization in this way, communicate in a different way to its uh, stakeholders, all the stakeholders. And I think this is important because people learn in various ways and it's not one channel that you do to educate people of what's going on, what the opportunities are. And so this adds another element, another opportunity. And the podcast has some really interesting possibilities that surpasses among many people getting something in an email or reading something in a paper because it does it in a different format and it does it in a more digestible format, I think. So we've really been appreciating our experience with you on this 
and looking at the response we've had to the episodes to date. Perfect. And you got to reach people where they're at. And this is a new way of reaching where they're at. So great. Yes, that is. I think what's going back to it is this we the topic we were talking about, the ResNet board did insightfully come up with a series, I think, of big challenges for ResNet to do in 2020. And I think that all of them are realistic and all of them took some time to develop. But I think with the implementation of ResNet 2020, I think it's going to be a really exciting opportunity to grow for the entire industry beginning in 2020 and extending out into the future. Well, it's the way to do it here to kick off the new year with these kind of initiatives. And like I said, you had a really great track record with acting on the board's directive. So, okay. Any closing thoughts here today, Steve? Well, I think it is, is that the reflection, you know, the reflection is an industry that doesn't grow dies. You can see from the elements of the podcast, we are continue phases of growth within this organization and industry. That's what makes it so dynamic. And also, it also keeps up with the times that it's not just static as something that was developed in the 80s and you keep on going, but rather we add elements to it. Some of them are long overdue. This whole, I know it's an issue that you're passionate about, Bill, is about HVAC performance. And what better way to do that than to provide incentives for builders to ensure that their contractors do the right thing? And a lot of it, I feel, I mean, you and I and a lot of colleagues in the field and probably a lot of listeners, you sit in sort of this middle ground where you're a consumer, but you're also highly educated and tuned into this. What about all the other consumers? What do they have? What metrics do they have to gauge on? What standards? And this is a way of helping builders educate consumers as to what choices to make and to give them some kind of numeric comparison for the choices to make. So this dawned on me the other day. I went to a science center and this dawned on me. This is what we're doing here in our field. Yes, it is. And the point is, when you think about it, in 2019, it looks like we're going to be doing over 238,000 homes rated in the U.S. That is an ultimate education piece to the builders who built the homes and designed them, but also to the consumer who bought this home and is now going to benefit from these improvements. And what we are really doing, if you look at it, Bill, through all these activities, particularly through the rating, we are defining what it is that a home should look like and giving consumers a metrics by which to measure what the home should look like and actually how the home could be improved. And by adding these elements into it, water, HVAC installation, it becomes part of the demands that a consumer wants to expect in the, when they buy a home, which wins is a win for us all. Commercial activity too. I mean, it, it helps out the builders, it helps out the HVAC contractors, the raters, and the consumers too. So All through a market-based process in the marketplace, rather through laws and regulations. Right. Let the market decide. Well, very good. I appreciate you coming on here today and covering this topic. And we look forward to learning more. And especially those of you that attend the conference, you should really take a look closely at that uh, resnet.us slash conference and see what's going on there to attend and to learn more about all these initiatives that are coming forth in 2020. I want to thank you again, Steve, and want to thank all the listeners for their ears, for borrowing their ears now on the Res Talk podcast. Wishing everyone a happy 2020. Thank you, Steve. You too, and all the listeners out there. Take care. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast about the 2020 priorities for ResNet that Steve Baden shared with us. If you're a pro in the building market, you can surf on over to resnet.us slash professional to learn more or join the email list. You can also find ResNet on Facebook or Twitter, Twitter handle at ResNetUS. Here's a quote for the day, and it's from Lee Iacocca. To succeed today, you have to set priorities. Decide what you stand for. I think that sort of embodies what we heard from Steve today. Residents deciding what they're standing for, they're focusing their energies, and they're setting their priorities. 
Again, if you've not subscribed, please do so. As always, thank you for listening to Res Talk. Thanks for listening to the Res Talk podcast. This podcast is hosted by Bill Spohn and is a production of ResNet, the Residential Energy Services Network. The best way to listen to this podcast is to subscribe on an iPhone using the podcast app or on an Android device by downloading the Stitcher app and searching for ResTalk. If you are willing, a review on iTunes of the podcast app will help others find the show and would be very much appreciated. We look forward to talking again soon on ResTalk.